0: The really sad thing with all of this is that the more and more agency owners I work with, the more and more agency owners I I coach, the more I find that people don't take this advice before they get burnt. And actually, really, what this episode is, is an attempt to put something out there to say, please don't fall into the traps that hundreds and thousands of us have fallen into before. Take some action right now to make sure that you don't get burnt, that you don't lose those client that client or those clients, that things don't end up, you know, in a bad place, and ultimately that your cash flow is solid so that your business can grow. Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. I am your host, Pete. And today we're going to talk about, well, really we're going to talk about time management. But actually what we're going to talk about is establishing effective routines. Now that might sound exceptionally boring, but please bear with me just for a few minutes. And if you're still bored in three or four minutes time, feel free to skip on to another episode. I don't know. But uh, I hope you find this entertaining and informing in equal measure. So here's the challenge as agency owners we are exceptionally busy people and it doesn't really matter whether you're an agency of a single person or an agency owner of hundreds of people there's things that need to happen and basically our priority is to make sure that our company runs smoothly so there's an input of clients there's a process of clients in the middle there's an output of clients at the other end that may or may not be on a recurring basis uh and that operationally the company flows, and of course that no balls get dropped, that clients are delighted, and that the output from our business is the best output that we can make. But there's a challenge with that. That means that we're holding a lot of stuff in our heads, and it doesn't take too much in order to for things to start getting confused, deadlines to be missed, things ultimately just to be forgotten. That's nobody's fault, but it It's just part of running an agency, I suppose. And the really sad thing with all of this is that the more and more agency owners I work with, the more and more agency owners I I coach, the more I find that people don't take this advice before they get burnt. And actually, really, what this episode is is an attempt to put something out there to say, please don't fall into the traps that hundreds and thousands of us have fallen into into before take some action right now to make sure that you don't get burnt that you don't lose those client that client or those clients that things don't end up you know, in a bad place and ultimately that your cash flow is solid so that your business can grow. And in the previous episodes, I've spoken quite a lot about why it's important to have a strong business and how your business is there to serve you and to serve your clients and why turning a profit is a key part to making sure that your business doesn't just earn you a living and earn you money right now, but that it is around for the long term to help support those clients and those, those people that you work with day in and day out so here that's the challenge the solution whilst it may sound exceptionally boring as i've said is actually to establish effective routines because what that means is that you can become more engaged with the 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 throughput of what those routines are those processes are rather than on the processes themselves and that means that things don't get forgotten so here's my predicament. This is why I have had to spend some time and effort figuring all this stuff out over the last few years. Firstly, I run two businesses. I have a UK agency and a a white label SEO service called SEO Hive. What that means is I have two lots of staff, I have two lots of project management, I have two lots of sales, two lots of support, two lots of absolutely everything and I have to give them both equal importance in my life. So Essentially, I made life, my working life anyway, twice as difficult by starting the second company. And I, you know, I needed to address that in some way. That also means that all of my stuff is held in two separate places. The, the companies are entirely independent of each other. So whilst I've got, whilst we use the same software, ClickUp, for both companies, there's two instances of ClickUp. There's two lots of Slack. There's Everything is held separately. So establishing routines for me means that I can focus on the work that's needed to be done and do that as efficiently as possible because I only have a finite amount of time in my day and you know I I don't live to work. I ultimately try and work to live so I want to have some free time and some enjoyment and all of that kind of stuff built in there as well. So what I thought I would do is run you through a few of the techniques that I have put in place over the last couple of years and some of the software that I use in order to help me manage these effective routines. Now, I'm not saying right from the outset, I'm not saying that you have to do these routines. What I'm saying is these are the routines that I have found that work for me in my situation with two businesses. If all this does is inspire you to consider your own routines... I have done my job. That's the purpose of this episode. If you take some of them and you copy them and you run with them because they make sense for you, that's absolutely fine too. And I would love to hear those stories. And I would, you know, I'd love to hear how you structure your routines as well, um, which you can hop into our Facebook group, peteverett.com forward slash group. And uh, yeah, drop them in there. That would be a great discussion starter in there. Right. So here are some of the techniques that I use week in week out day in day out for the running of my businesses the first is i run regular catch-up meetings with core team members in both businesses in my agency that is every monday morning uh, getting the the team set up for the week, and with SEO Hive, that's every Tuesday evening for me. But my business partner's in the states, so it's Tuesday morning for him. So Mondays and Tuesdays, right at the start of the week, we're getting making sure that the core team members know what the priorities are. Know. Uh, know what the challenges are we can feed anything back if we have issues with clients or there's, there's any support concerns anything like that right at the start of the week we're getting those down on the table everybody's aware of them so we've got all week to help delight those clients and I keep on coming back to that delighting clients. I also every week plan my week my following week ahead and I normally do this on a Friday for the week that's coming uh, but that is to look at all of the tasks that have coming up that are assigned to me, all of the recurring things that are going to happen. Maybe there's a, I don't know, a VAT bill that needs to be processed, whatever it might be. Planning the week ahead so that I'm not a passenger when it comes to that week. I am in control of my week when it, uh, before it even starts, is really important. Every day I then have a startup and shutdown process. So neither of these two processes take more than a few minutes, but the startup process literally is you know i uh, scan my to-do list that i've uh, confirmed the night before it's part of the shutdown process from the, the night before uh review the list for the day i will check my email for the first time uh in the morning and i will check slack and make sure the team notifications and whatever have come through that shouldn't take more than a few minutes and then my shutdown process at the other end of the day is to review the day what got done versus what didn't get done were there any reasons for that does that alter anything for tomorrow and then firm up the list of uh, tasks and things that I'm going to do tomorrow so as I say startup shutdown and regular weekly team catch-ups I then have this mantra of do delegate and delete now that is something that. We've heard a lot of to do with email, and ultimately that's probably where I, I kind of got this. But I've now applied it to far more of my business. So, any task that you know, I, we don't want to be doing work for the sake of doing work, and there are some things that we do which are we really enjoy doing, and there's other things that we do that we don't enjoy doing, and there's other things that we can't do because we either we don't want to or we don't have the skill set. Um, I might do a future episode about delegating things and and how you prioritize those on a sort of um talent versus passion kind of grid but anyway that's that's a different story for another day but do delegate delete so every task that appears in either of the businesses that needs to be done if it's got even a hint of coming my way i'm already asking myself right do i have to do this can i delegate this and Is it really that important? If not, can it just be deleted? You'd be amazed how many different tasks we go through because we think we need to do it. But actually, they don't mean anything to anybody. They just don't need to be done. So you can, you know, clear a whole load of time. So do delegate, delete, broaden that from just your email. I mentioned email a few times now, and I uh, mentioned this with my startup process. I do only check my email a few times a day. That's normally three times a day, normally once in the morning, once around lunchtime, once with about an hour to go at the at the end of the day. But that's, uh, you know, that's just a rhythm that works for me. Um, but don't be controlled by your inbox. Your inbox will completely screw any plans that you have when you least need it to. When you're most up against it, I, I have this saying with some of, uh, some of our staff that there must be a, a, like, a, a WhatsApp group somewhere for, hey, let, let's do Pete over today kind of uh, WhatsApp group. Because when you're right up against the wall with something, when you've got a busy week, maybe you're trying to get a couple of big projects out or you know, you've got some big business development stuff or whatever it might be, that's the time when stuff, unexpected stuff's going to go wrong. It's it's Murphy's law. It's Sod's law. You can call it what you like. That's the time that crap is going to happen. It's never going to happen when you're having a quiet time. Never. Um, my business partner also says if you want to get busy, book a holiday, and if you want to slow your cash flow down, buy a new car. That, that's they're both very true true things. But you need to be if you control, if you allow your inbox to control your day, you may as well not bother planning the day because you're just simply going to respond to whoever's shouting the loudest the most recently. And ultimately, that's not going to be productive for anybody. So only check your emails a few times a day. And uh, there was actually a great episode, I'll link it in the show notes, from James Murgatroyd about a process for managing his inbox. Um, And that meant that he could, because... Part of the challenge about only only checking your email a few times a day is that you need to be disciplined so that when you're doing other tasks, but you might need something from your email, you don't then notice these other emails that have come in. And James had this great—it's uh, it, just—it's really a folder structure, but a process for itemizing email so that he can go in there and do what he needs to do without having to have. Um, a, you know, without needing to notice those new emails that have come in. But when those new emails do come in, and he's going to process his email, he can very quickly and efficiently uh, file them into his new system. So I'll link that up in the show notes rather than go go through it again. Um, next thing: have a separate communication channel for staff than for customers. But even then have something that you can manage the notifications for. Now, in my case, I use Slack for that. So all client communication goes through email. We tried onboarding them to ClickUp and Portals and Basecamp and Asana. And you know what? Clients just don't, they don't want to learn it. That's the reality. These systems are great, and the the fact that you can have external collaborators is fantastic. In fairness, we do have most of our agency partners for SEO Hive in ClickUp, and they do uh, they do engage with it. But we're dealing with other agency owners on the on my agency side of things clients just can't be bothered so you go to all of the effort this is a a perfect thing of just delete it that we went through all of the process of trying to educate clients trying to onboard them to click up setting them up with user accounts doing like a video walkthrough of the standard project templates that we had all of this kind of stuff nobody cares. They just email me anyway. So let's just stick with that. But what that's meant is I've had to lift my staff communication out of email because I'm now only checking that three times a day and staff may need to get rid- hold of me more frequently. What that does mean though is, you know, like times like now when I'm recording a podcast and having to concentrate on a camera and YouTube and videos and all of that kind of stuff, we need to, I need to be able to shut those notifications off at time as well, at times as well. So Uh, Yeah, having a piece of software that you can control the notifications, but that is separate so that you can make yourself more available to that is key. If you're an agency of one, that's probably not too much of an issue from you. But I'd say the minute that you get to two, you need to be able to communicate effectively in a private kind of more controlled kind of way. Uh, Next. Plan your social times or social activities into your calendar, into your task list, if they encroach on your business, your standard business working time. Now, this kind of leads on to the next point, which is make sure you have a standard business working time, and that could be at the same time every day. Look, here's mine. I'll I'll share with you mine, so that you get a flavour how it works. Mine change from week to uh, from day to day throughout the week. So on Mondays, I generally work from about 9 till 5. Tuesdays, I work from about 10 till 6.30. Because as I said earlier, I have my weekly team call with uh, SEO Hive. But they're, uh, Jeff's based in far California. So he his na- 9 a.m. is my 5 p.m. So 9 to 5 isn't going to work. So we move things around a little bit. Wednesday, I'm back to the 9 to 5. Then Thursday, every other Thursday, I have a call with... Uh, a mastermind group in the States. And that's a late call from eight till 10 PM. So, uh, the weeks that I don't have that call, I work nine to five because that's makes life easy for, for everybody. But the weeks that I do have that call, I'll work 10 till four during the day. And then I'll work from eight till 10 at night and, and come back and do a bit of a late stint. And then on Fridays, I try to work from 10 till three. So, uh, and the key thing with Fridays is I have zero meetings. I do my absolute utmost to not have any meetings, any client calls, anything like that on a Friday at all. Um so that's that's how I structure my week. That's not to say that's how you need to structure yours. I have, you know, I have clients, I have coaching clients, I have friends that are very much early birds. They can get up at the 4 a.m club, the 5 a.m. club. You know what? I'm not like that. I like my sleep too much and i've got children that are still under 10 we have to do school runs and pack lunches and all of that boring stuff that goes on with with family life so i came to the realization that actually the 9 to 5 for me generally works quite well now, of course that does give me the flexibility if if I want to to potentially shorten some of those things, uh school holidays, that kind of thing, you know, we can either just take take days off or say right, well you know what, my 9 to 5 is becoming a 9 to 1 for for this week. Uh, or whatever it might be. But that's that's how we uh, that's how I structure my week anyway. I then calendar block where necessary. Now, this is key. Um It's up to you to decide where you stand on things like calendar appointment setting apps. I do use Calendly for things like podcast interviews, although I don't do so many podcast interviews anymore, but for podcast interviews, for intro calls, for new clients, for discovery sessions, for that kind of thing. Um, Now, I do set parameters around that. You know, people can't book in in the next 72 hours, so they can't sort of Screw up a week or, or the following day or anything like that, but they they could potentially influence a week that I already have planned. So it's really important, you know. I, I don't want to get into the the twos and fro's of having to, hey, can you do this time or what about that time or oh, but that doesn't work for me. What time zone are you in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That that's too much hassle. But in using something like a calendar setting app, I also need to be aware that it can drop things in my diary that I'm not necessarily aware of so that's why i use calendar blocking it isn't so much for um actually saying you know what this task is going to take 10 minutes that task's going to take another half an hour that task's going to take 50 minutes whatever it's more for making sure that actually if i uh, i have that runway that rolling runway so that um if i know i need focus periods of time other bits of software won't allow people in into those bits of time for me um that's just the way i use it but that, again, that, that's entirely up to you. And then the final piece of, uh, the final routine uh, that I have is we have SOPs for absolutely everything. So if I do need to delegate something that I normally do, well then, you know what, here's the process for it, off you go, please go. And the number of times I've delegated something and the other person's been far better at it than me and I've asked them to keep on going, I, you could probably, you know, th- th- there's more than dozens of times, I would say, that that's happened. Um, but yeah, have SOPs for everything. Again, that helps with your efficiency. And you know what? Sometimes we all just have meh days and it's, it's good to not have to think about everything quite so hard. Give yourself the helping hand by writing some SOPs. So... As we come into land, what are the software, what are the tools that I use to help manage these effective routines? Firstly, I've mentioned this a few times already, I do use ClickUp for both of... uh, managing both of the companies the my work tab on clickup is a lifesaver as is uh, I also have a personal dashboard set up in clickup in both companies where I can set a tag for me to for for particular things and that dashboard it won't just pull through um everything that's assigned to me it'll only pull through the things that are tagged so I can really see where my priorities are and get uh granular with that if you want to know more about that let me know and I could do a future episode on it maybe I run all of my personal management through Todoist, um... You know, that includes kids' music lessons and sports lessons and, um, you know, um, I even have, like, birthday reminders and stuff in there and uh, all that kind of stuff. That all happens through Todoist uh, simply because I like the interface and it fits in well with my life. Um, and for my calendar, I use iCal. It's hooked up to a Google Calendar somewhere, but it's, it's yeah, use iCal for that because I'm very much an Apple device user, so that, that works for me at the minute though i should say and again i might do a future video on this too i'm currently trialing sunsama uh, based on a recommendation from somebody else and sunsama is a, a piece of software that will integrate with all of these things and basically pull in all of my to-dos from different places into one interface and um, trialing it i'm not using it on its own yet because i don't quite trust it enough so i'm just being perfectly honest with you but if I can have a stream that comes in from the agency, a stream that comes in from SEO Hive, and a stream that comes in from personal, in all of that, that would be absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I'll I'll let you know how I get on with that one. Um, I've also mentioned that I use Slack for internal communications, and last but not least, uh, I use a program called Newton for my email. Now, I use Newton because of the superchargers that it uh, that it allows. The key one is this. It allows me to send emails later. Because part of my day, even though I may not be checking email all the time, part of my day will involve sending emails to other people. Um, and the problem with that is they then respond. <laughs> Which often means that I can create... That whole checking your inbox three times a day, I can make that worse by the emails I send out. Newton syncs across all my devices um, and it allows me to send emails later, which means as I'm tapping away emails, I can send them and get them out of my inbox, but maybe set them all to send at like 11 a.m. So I'm not sending things days and days and days in advance. But actually what I am doing is batching the sends because then I know that the replies will come back at around about the same time. Okay, you know, people might have meetings, be off, whatever. But you can start to control the ebb and flow of your ingoing and outgoing emails using things like send later services. I know Gmail has a plugin that you can use for it. Other services will do it. I just like Newton, and I know that there's people that uh, have been on this podcast, Mike Killen, Matt Davies. We're all in the Newton fan club. So, um, you know, go and try it out. But I'd certainly recommend doing something because, as I say, that allows you to control the ebb out, which helps you control the flow back back in. And it's all about taking control of your working environment. So I hope you found this episode useful. I hope you found it informative. I hope you have stuck with me till the end um, and that I've inspired you. As I said right at the start, you don't have to copy any of the software, any of the processes, any of the routines that I have put in place. But please, if all I've done is inspired you to think about some of these routines for yourself, that has been the purpose of this episode. All the details for this episode can be found in the show notes. And if you have any questions or any comments, I'd love you to join me in the Facebook group. Lastly, you know, as uh, as I've been doing for the last half a dozen episodes or so, I'm trying to do this more and more on YouTube to create content in a place that is consumable the way you want to consume it. So if you do like video content, head over to the YouTube channel, peteverick.com forward slash YouTube or search YouTube for Retain FM. Give this video a like give, uh, give the channel a subscribe. They're the things that really matter to me. They're the things that help me know that I am helping you. And, uh, I hope to see you on YouTube. I hope to see you in the next episode and uh, I hope to see you in the Facebook group. See you soon.